Praise the Lord. Amen. This is Bishop Cliff Craft. Amen. I just want to tell you about a powerful message that we have coming forward today, and you're going to enjoy this message. It's going to cause such spiritual growth in your life. You're going to be glad that you watched today. Amen. I guarantee you that you will agree with me that you heard this message in a way that you have not heard it before. A very powerful message. This is True Agape Christian Center. I'm Bishop Cliff Craft saying God bless you. Stay tuned. Well, if you will, please turn your Bible to 1 Corinthians chapter 2. 1 Corinthians chapter 2. Amen. I believe that today after I finish preaching the word, I will have several of you to get in line. Amen. And come up here to be prayed for. Amen. I'm going to anoint you with oil for you to receive power today. Amen. You know, I know you, you, you speak in tongue, but your tongue's too cute right now. You got them pretty tongue, them pretty tongue. Amen. Glory God, put some, some masculinity in those tongues. Amen. They make a strong tongue. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. Amen. That when you pray in tongue, amen, the roaches even begin to leave. Amen. They, they know you're up to something. They know you're up to something. Glory be to God. <laughs> you ready? First Corinthians chapter 2, and here we go. Verse 1. And I, brethren, when I came to you, came not with excellency of speech or of wisdom, declaring unto you the testimony of God. For I determined not to know anything among you, save Jesus Christ and him crucified. And I was with you in weakness and in fear and in much trembling. And my speech and my preaching was not with enticing words of man's wisdom, but in demonstration of the spirit and of power. I love that. That your faith should not stand in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God, God Almighty. Howbeit we speak wisdom among them that are Perfect, yet not the, the wisdom of this world, nor of the princes of this world that come to know. But we speak the wisdom of God in a mystery, even the hidden wisdom which God ordained before the world unto our glory. Which none of the princes of this world knew, for had they known it, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. But as it is written, here we go now. I have not seen nor ear heard, neither have it entered into the heart of man the things which God hath prepared for them that love him. Come on. But God had revealed them unto us how? By his spirit. For the spirit searches all things, yea, the deep things of God. For what man knoweth the things of man save the spirit of the man which is in him. Even so, the things of God knoweth no man, but the spirit of God. Now we have received not the spirit of the world, but the spirit which is of God. What spirit did we receive? Uh-huh. That we might know the things that are freely given to us of God. Which things also we speak not in the words which man's wisdom teaches, 
But which the Holy Ghost teaches, comparing, comparing rather spiritual things with spiritual. But the natural man received not the things of the Spirit of God. You see that? For they are foolishness unto him. Neither can he know them or discern them because they are spiritually known or discerned. Do you see that? Today, I want you to go with me on for a spiritual drive. We're going for a little ride. Amen. And I want you to just get in and uh, take your shoes off, let your hair down, put your seat that on. Let's get ready to ride. Amen. Would you do that? Amen. Tell somebody we're going for a spiritual ride. Tell them. Hallelujah. All right, so I'm going to have you involved in this right here. I want your heart so you can see what I'm saying. Amen. This is going to be total transformation. In Deuteronomy chapter 28, if you would go there and look at verse 1 in Deuteronomy chapter 28. And it shall come to pass, if thou shalt hearken diligently unto the voice of the Lord thy God, to observe to do all his commandments, which I command thee this day, that the Lord thy God will set thee on high above all nations of the earth. Now, you know that you are under the new covenant. This was given under the old covenant to the people of Israel. But I want to read it to you because I want to show you something that's going to be very important to all of us. If you would, go to verse 2. And all these blessings shall come on thee and overtake thee if thou shalt hearken unto the voice of the Lord thy God. Blessings are always ready to overtake the recipient. Keep that in mind. Blessed shall I be in the city, and blessed shall I be in the field. Blessed shall be the fruit of thy body, and the fruit of thy ground, and the fruit of thy cattle, the increase of thy kind, and the flocks of thy sheep. Blessed shall be thy basket and thy store. Blessed shall I be when thou comest in, and blessed shall I be when thou goest out. The Lord shall cause thine enemies that rise up against thee to be smitten before thee or before thy face. They shall come out against thee one way and flee before thee seven ways. The Lord shall command the blessings upon thee in thy storehouses and in all that thou settest thine hand unto. And he shall bless thee in the land which the Lord thy God giveth thee. The Lord shall establish thee and holy people unto himself as he hath sworn unto thee. If thou shalt keep the commandments of the Lord thy God and walk in his ways. And all the people of the earth shall see that thou art called by the name of the Lord. I'm, now stop right there. Let me show you something. Amen. I say a lot of things a lot of time. And, and you guys, I leave you kind of bewildered because you want to know where's the proof of that. You see that God has always distinguished his people. Let me read that to you again. And all the people on earth shall see, shall see, 
with their eyes that thou art called by the name of the Lord. How you gonna look at somebody and tell that? Yo, God Almighty, I'm trying to help you. How can you look at a person and tell that right there? So God has always distinguished his people. Is it possible for you to come right back to that right there? I want you to go somewhere with me right quick. Let me show you what I mean. It's a little bit off from what I'm trying to say, but I'm, I, I see it that I should go there now. Look at uh, 1 Peter. This is a good time to go there. 1 Peter chapter 2. Uh, and if you will, go down to uh, verse 9. This is the New Testament. But you are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, and holy nation, a peculiar people, that you should do what? Say show for. The praises of him who have called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. In other words, you called into another kingdom. That's right. Amen. Where you basically show, you show it. Oh, God. Make it so hard for a man to preach. Amen. You show forth his praises. You show forth his glory. You show forth his blessings. You show it forth. Now go back to my scripture, brother. All right. And all the people of the earth shall see that thou art called by the name of the Lord, and they shall be afraid of you. Watch this here. And the Lord shall make thee plenteous in goods, and in the fruit of thy body, and in the fruit of thy cattle, and in the fruit of thy ground, and in the land which the Lord swear unto thy fathers to give thee. The Lord shall open unto thee, good God Almighty, his good treasure, the heaven to give the rain unto thy land in its season, God Almighty, and to bless all the work of thine hand. Are you listening? Yeah. And thou shalt lend unto many nations, thou shalt not borrow. Oh, covenant. Now, watch this here. And the Lord shall make thee the head and not the tail, and thou shalt be above only, and thou shalt not be beneath, if thou hearken unto the voice of the commandments of the, of the Lord, thy God, which I command thee this day to observe to do them. Give me a few more because I want to show you something. And thou shalt not go aside from any of the words which I command thee this day to the right hand or to the left to go after other gods to serve them. But it shall come to pass if thou wilt not hearken unto the voice of the Lord thy God to observe to do all his commandments and his statutes, which I command thee this day, that all these curses shall come on thee. Let's look at a few of them and overtake you. All right? Cursed shall I be in the city. Just the opposite, you see. Cursed shall you be in the field. Wherever you go, you curse. Come on. Curse shall be the basket, your, uh, your basket and your store. You know, you ain't got no money saving account, your checking account, no account. <laughs> Curse shall be the fruit of thy body, you're sick all the time, and the fruit of thy land, and the increase of thy kind, and the flocks of thy sheep. Come on. Give me a few more. Curse shall be when curse shall you be when you come in, and curse shall you shall be when you go. It's just the opposite of the blessings. Do you see that? Now, that's a long list. It goes all the way to verse 68. So it's a long list of curses. I will show you something. Let's see where I want to get started here. Because I want you to really, really, really pay attention to this here. Number one, I want to tell you that he was talking to a people that was in covenant with him. 
they were the Jewish people. Everyone else was considered a non-Jewish person. They were called Gentiles. Gentiles. So as we read that, it didn't apply to us no way. Never have. Never will. It was, it, it was for a, a certain people that God had chosen through Abraham. That's where it was get started at with Abraham. Eventually, Abraham would have Isaac, and Isaac would have Jacob and his brother Esau. Jacob would become Israel. Israel had 12 sons. They're called the patriarchs. All right? And this is where this covenant would begin to flow after Joseph is born. Joseph is put into slavery and they take him down to Egypt. Where the blessing that was spoken of Joseph would begin to manifest. He could interpret dreams. So he interpreted one of the prisoners' dream or one of the, the people in the, the prison system and the man got out and eventually was used for God's handiwork because he ended up telling the king at the appointed time, king, I know a man that can interpret your dreams. And the king said, bring him to me. They brought Joseph out of prison. He interpreted the king's dream and the rest is history. So then Joseph has now this high position. And Joseph brings his family there to Egypt. God had already told Abraham that that would happen. And all they're doing is living out a prophetic word. And so they bring Jacob down and all the brothers and they end up giving them a property in Egypt, which is called Goshen. And they began to be very prosperous people while in prison. They didn't start out in prison, but they ended up in prison because God said that they would. After the king that knew Joseph deceased, then there came another king. And the Bible said that he feared the Jews, how quickly they populated and how blessed they were. Because right over in Goshen, it's like we're here in Athens, but right over there is Watkinsville. Let's say we get tornadoes over here, but over there, they don't even get no wind blowing. You know what I mean? All right. We get big storms that blow down trees and all kind of crazy stuff. They said, we didn't get that. Even though they're just a, a little, just a little bit over from us. That's what it was like for them. God was blessing his people while they were there. Wow. When the king recognized all of that, he said, I want the males killed 
So he called in the midwives and he said, when these males are born, kill them before they come out the womb. Kill them as they come out. You know, uh, come, I guess they would kill them right at the front of the womb. I guess that's what it was like. But what happened? The midwives didn't want to bother these people because they knew that these people were special people. But they had to obey the king. And what went down was that the Jewish women would have those babies so fast, so quickly, they couldn't kill them. Shoot out the womb. Shoot out the womb. You don't have to take no needle in your back. You ain't got to take nothing. They just shoot them out. Shoot. Shoot them out. <laughs> These are God people. They understood something that had been spoken to Abraham. And the words that God had said concerning Abraham's descendants but there will be people, amen, that if you bless them, you'll be blessed. But if you curse them, Lord, have mercy on you. You curse. They were that kind of people. This king began to be a hard taskmaster. He was trying to get them to make straw out of no straw. Well, how you do that? Make brick out of what? You, you won't give us nothing to work with. Instead, he beats you anyhow. Well, God said, hurry. My people crying out to me. And that was something that was a stipulated. God had always said, when you cry out to me, I hear you. And they cried out to him. And God raised up a deliverer named Moses to go in there and bring those people out of there. Before Moses, amen, there was no law given. The people only proved after coming out of Egypt that there should be a law. And God gave them the law as an instrument, a, a tutorship, a tutorship. <laughs> Amen. To lead them into an understanding that they just wasn't comprehending. They just were not. You can read the whole story in Romans chapter 5 and Romans chapter 7. They didn't have the capacity to do it in the first place. Now, you read the Bible, a lot of times you don't really understand what applies to you and what does not apply to you. And that's my reason for, you know, making you bored with, with this conversation in the beginning. I want to take you somewhere now and show you something. What God said about every non-Jew. Now, I'm not going to even attempt to read the entire thing to you. We'll be here for a long time if I did. I just want to take you to a few places in the scripture. Look, if you will, at um, Romans 2 and 16. Amen. And we're going to do this as quickly as we can because I want you to see some truth here today. Amen. And please grasp this truth. Take it in, learn it, so that when you're in conversation with anybody about the Bible, you have some real idea of what you're talking about, okay? You can open it up and show them the page that you're reading it from. <laughs> Glory be to God. 
Amen. Romans 2 and verse 16. All right. Uh, you, I'm sorry, brother. We're reading from 1 to 16. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Okay. Are right, you ready? Therefore, thou art inexcusable, O man, whosoever thou art that judges. For where, for wherein thou judges another, thou condemnest thyself. For thou that judges doest the same things. Come on. But we are sure that the judgment of God is according to truth against them which commit such things. And thinkest thou this, O man, that thou judgest them which do such things, and doest the same, that thou shalt escape the judgment of God? Or despisest thou the riches of his goodness and forbearance and longsuffering, not knowing that the goodness of God leadeth thee to repentance? But after that, thy heartness and impenitent heart treasure up unto thyself, wrath against the day of wrath and revelation of the righteous judgment of God, who will render to every man according to his deeds. To them who by patient continuance and well-doings seek for glory and honor and immortality, eternal life. But unto them that are contentious and do not obey the truth, but obey unrighteousness, indignation, and wrath. Come on. Tribulation and anguish upon every soul of man that doeth evil of the Jew first and also the Gentile. But glory, honor, and peace to every man that worketh good to the Jew first and also to the Gentile. For there is no respect of persons with God. For as many as have sinned without the law, this is what I want you to get. For as many as have sinned without law shall also perish without law. Now, basically, don't go nowhere. These are people where Paul is distinguishing that they are Gentiles. They are, they are non-Jewish people. Paul is about to put these people on the same level, the Jew and the Gentile, to show that everybody stands guilty before God. Everybody. That's what he's about to do. And I want you to see that when we've read what we read in Deuteronomy uh, uh, chapter 28, concerning the blessings and the curses, I want you to see where you are and where you might have thought you were especially growing up in homes when our parents said things and we didn't know whether they were right or wrong. So a lot of things that we continue to say, they became a part of who we, who we were, but they were never, ever completely true. Had some truth involved, but not completely true. And I want to show you that. It says in verse 12, for as many as have sinned without law, shall also perish without law. Those are people who are not Jews, so they're not under a law. So one may say, well then, how can God judge them when they're not under the law to break it in the first place? He's about to show you how that works. 
For as many as have sinned without law shall also perish without law, and as many as have sinned in the law shall be judged by the law. See, you were never judged by the Ten Commandments. And I know that people fight me all day about that. But you were not. You were never given the Ten Commandments. And I know that there a lot of people right now want to get me right now because they're listening to me. But the truth is, hey man, you're not a Jew. You ain't received no Ten Commandments. It was the people uh, that came out of Egypt with Moses that received the Ten Commandments. So somebody said, well, the Ten Commandments were for everybody. Well, let's keep reading. For not the hearers of the law are just before God. Now, you are not there to hear the law. And not being born in the house of a Jew, you was not reared up and raised with it. Otherwise, you would have to keep the whole law. And if you, uh, which you know you couldn't live it, you had to find you a cow somewhere, a calf, a sheep, a goat or something to take to the priest. Well, where are you going to take him? No priest receiving that. We, we know, sure enough, not in America. So where are you going to take him? So people then attended to live under the law. How were you going to do that? You didn't have a priest to go to because now Jesus Christ is our high priest. What priest were you going to go to? Who is going to mediate for you when Jesus is the mediator? Come on. How are you going to atone for your sins? How? Are you with me? Keep going because I want to go somewhere. Go back 13, then we'll go straight to 14. For not the hearers of the law are just before God, but the doers of the law shall be justified. Come on. For when the Gentiles, that's me and you, which have not the law, do by nature the things contained in the law, these having not the law, are law unto themselves. Keep going. Which show the work of the law written in their what? Hearts. Their conscience also bearing witness and their thoughts. The meanwhile accusing or else excusing one another. In the day when God shall judge the secrets of men by Jesus Christ according to my gospel. Now stop right there. And then I want you to go to Ephesians chapter 2. Now listen to me. Oh yeah, I'm going there. See, if you ever ask the question, what's going to happen to people that never heard the gospel before? How, how would they be judged if they ain't never heard the gospel? You just read it. They got to be judged by their conscience and by their heart. Because God is revealed to every person. Yeah. And like I said, you need to read that whole chapter so you get your good understanding of that. Amen. That God say basically, watch this here. Basically, when a man observe just the universe, when he look up in the sky and he see the sun, how it, 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 it does beautiful things. It, it causes wonderful things to happen. Amen. You mean it gives you warmth, amen, in the summertime. And sometimes, even in the wintertime, it comes away and melts the ice away. It melts the snow away. Are you with me? It grows your food. It gives you vitamin D. <laughs> it does so much. That, you know what I mean? So watch this here. Do you have the moon that plays this role in this world? Ask the ocean about it. 
Ask the ocean. The ocean can tell you something about the moon like the moon can tell you something about the ocean. The different stars, amen, in the galaxies and, and the role that they play. You understand what I'm saying? For mankind. What God say, when a man look at the, just the structure of the earth itself, the mountains, amen, the trees, the flowers, the creatures that's in the earth, man himself, you got to be out your mind to say there was some big bang theory. What big bang theory? What kind of crazy stuff is that? Are you evolved over the years? You were once a monkey. You got to be loony, loony, loony. You really? And go to college and get a degree and come out real loony. If you believe in Darwin's teaching and evolution, you crazy as Darwin was. Darwin, Darwin, he's crazy. No, anybody that can have any type of rationalization can rationalize that, hey, something real big, something much more supreme, something much more intelligent than me had to have made me. And you, what does that do? That causes people to want to know him. Where's God? When you hear people talking like that, they're, they're being drawn. They are. They're being drawn. Where's God? You know, I mean, you know, if, if say, you know, they talk about God made us. Where he at? They're looking for him. Don't get upset with them. Don't laugh at them. They're really looking for a truth that you ought to be able to tell them. Amen. Who he is. Because there came a day where I wanted to know him. And though I was so high, amen, I could... Barely see I was so high. At the same time, my heart was craving to know who is God. Who is it? And at some point, I began to beat on the ground. God, God, why don't you show yourself? Why do you hide? One year later, he showed up in my life. One year later. So the Bible say the man, amen, is without excuse. So how will he be judged? He'll be judged on the days where he was tempted to do something and he changed his mind and said, wrong for me to do that. I'm not going to do that. Somebody done wrong to him. He had a reason to retaliate. He had a reason to get back at that person. But he said, you know what? I'm just going to let it go. He's judged if he died without God. But the Bible says he'll be judged by the integrity of his heart. So, Pastor, are you saying that those that's not saved or born again, that they're not going to hell? No, Pastor didn't say that. What I am saying is that when that person stand before God, amen, if they had enough of something inside them, God would have drawn them. Suppose they never heard the gospel before. Suppose there was nobody ever to preach to them or anything. What happened to them? 
I don't want to be the one to call that. I don't want to be the one to call that. God, the Bible tells me that God is a just God. He's a just God. And the person never had the opportunity. You mean they didn't even have the opportunity to hear the gospel? Are you going to tell me they went to hell? Well, that's up to you. That's your opinion. I have one too. God is just. God is just. And the Bible says, for God so loved the world, he loved them. You can't say he didn't because the Bible says he did. God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. Those who ever believe in him, amen, what? What be saved? So then, you know, the man goes on and says, well, how can they be saved if they ain't never heard nothing? Didn't he say? He said, if they never heard, how can they be saved? Amen. He said, the person must be set. Somehow the guy go and tell him about the gospel. He said, so then faith come out here to hear about the word of God. How are they going to have faith to be saved? They don't even know where they're going to be saved from. Amen. They don't know nothing. And you're going to tell me that they in hell? Well, that's your opinion. Because I can tell you something too. The book of Peter tell me, amen, that when Christ went to hell for you and me, he was preaching down there. And he was preaching, amen, to some people, amen, Old Testament somewhere back there. I don't know who they were. You don't either. All I know is that he was preaching to these people, amen, amen. Some believe that they were the ones, amen, that, that were drowned, you know, during the time that Moses was telling them, I don't think they are the ones. I, I, I don't. Because uh, uh, Noah stood in for the righteousness of God. He told them, amen, it's going to rain. He told them that your ways are wicked. Amen. It's going to rain. You got to stop doing what you're doing. It's going to rain. That was the gospel for him and for them. God is a fair God. God is a just God. Nobody would never make me believe any different than that. The Bible said, with loving kindness, I have drawn you. God draws you with his love and with his kindness. The Bible says he does. Hallelujah. When the gospel is preached, a person have the opportunity, amen, to say yea or nay. They do. But what if they don't have the, the gospel preached then? What are they going to do? Be grateful that you heard the gospel preached. Amen. amen. Ephesians chapter 2, please. Amen. Anybody, anybody want to argue first? Amen. Fuss with yourself. I ain't arguing with you. Amen. Ephesians chapter 2. Here we go. Amen. Let me show you you. Let me show you you. I'm glad you got time for me today. I'm glad you have time for me. You ready? Here we go. And you. Say, that's me. That's me. That is you. Say, that's me. That's me. All right. Because <laughs> somebody said, I don't know whether that's me or not. It is you. Hey, what, <laughs> what is it? And you and the quicken. What does the quicken mean? Made alive. Made alive. Who were dead in trespasses and sin. Okay, how cute you thought you were. You were dead. All right. Okay, how smart you thought you were. You were dead. So you were dead in your trespasses. Where in, in time past, you walked according to the course of this world. According to the prince of the power of the air, Satan ran your life. Just like he ran mine. See, somebody, I ain't never used drugs. I ain't never did all that bad stuff. Well, guess what? He still ran your life. I'm reading it. It said, where in time past, you walked according to the course of this world. Amen. You're controlled by another force. 
according to the prince of the power of the air. There it is. The spirit that now worketh in every child of disobedience. Those are the ones who are not saved. Look at verse 3. Among whom also we all, say we all, we all. Uh, had our lifestyle, the word conversation, in times past, in the lusts of our flesh, fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of the mind, and were by nature the children of wrath, even as others. That's who we were. Say, but God. But God. See, you are of that but God nation. Yeah. Hallelujah. The but God nation. <laughs> <laughs> Who is rich in mercy. God Almighty. Amen. For his great love wherewith he loved us. Come on. Even when we were dead in sins and quickened us together with Christ by grace, we are what? Come on. And have raised us up together, made us sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. That's you people. Now that's who you are. Now remember, you, you were not a Jew. You were a Gentile. But God brought the Gentile nation in. And the Bible say, look what Paul say, there's no longer Jew nor Gentile. They're all on one level. Every blessing, every blessing, every promise, amen, is yours. Did you hear me now? Yeah, I will. First Corinthians chapter 3. First Corinthians chapter 3. I hear the Holy Spirit talking. First Corinthians chapter 3. What did I just say? Every blessing. Go, if you will, to verse 21. Every blessing. Every promise. Listen. First Corinthians chapter 3, verse 21. Therefore, let no man glory in men, but God, for all things are yours. What did he just say? You don't say it like you believe it, though. Tell me, I believe when I see it in my hand. No. No, that's not a child of faith. A child of faith takes God at his word. They just believe God. They believe him. They act on it. Watch this. Therefore, let no man glory in men, for all things are yours. Keep going. Whether Paul, Apollos, Cephas, or the world, or life, or death, are things present, are things to come. All things are yours. <laughs> look, look. <laughs> and you are Christ, Christ is God's. You see that? Paul just put you in the same category with Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Somebody say hallelujah. Go to Romans chapter 15, please. And give me another 10 minutes, okay? I, I, I just want to flow a little bit. Romans uh, 15, go to verse 10, if you will. Let me show you something. And again, he says, rejoice you Gentiles with his people. Did you see it? Yes. Rejoice you Gentiles with who? The people. Who are the people? The Jews. The Jews. Those blessed people of God. And again, praise the Lord, all you Gentiles. And Lord him, rejoice, all you people. Come on. And again, Isaiah said, there shall be a root of Jesse 
And he that shall rise to reign over the Gentiles, in him shall the Gentiles trust. Amen. See that? Now, the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing that you may abound in hope through the power of the Holy Ghost. Come on. And I myself also am persuaded of you, brethren, that ye also are full of goodness, filled with all knowledge, able also to admonish one another. Nevertheless, brethren, I have written the more boldly unto you in some sort as putting you in mind because of the grace that is given to me of God, that I should be the minister of Jesus Christ to who? To the Gentiles, ministering the gospel of God that the offering up of the Gentiles might be acceptable, being sanctified by the Holy Ghost. Hold right there. Did, 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 did y'all hear that? Let me show you what all that, what all that means. Amen. Go, if you will, to Galatians chapter 3. All right. Verse uh, 13. Ready? Christ hath redeemed us, us Gentiles. <laughs> have redeemed us from the curse of the law, being made a curse for us, for it is written, cursed is everyone that hangeth on a tree. Now remember, no more Jews, no more Gentiles, they're all one. All right, so he's speaking to all believers. That the blessing of Abraham might come on the Gentiles, watch this here, through Jesus Christ, that we might receive the promise of the Spirit through faith. Well, what in the world does that mean to receive the promise of the Spirit? What that mean? Mm. Mm. Look, if you will, um, let me hear what uh, verse 8 sounds like. And the scripture foreseeing that God would justify the heathen, just the Gentiles, through faith, preached before. To who? To Abraham. The gospel unto Abraham. What was the gospel then? Saying, in thee shall all nations be blessed. Verse 9. So then, they which be of faith are blessed with faith for Abraham. How about that? How about that? Let me read, let me hear uh, verse uh, 16. Let me see, let me see. Now, to Abraham and his seed were the promises made. He said, not, and to seeds means plural, as a many, but as a one, and to thy seed, which is Christ. And this I say, that the covenant that was confirmed before of God in Christ, the law, which was 430 years after, cannot disannul that it should make the promise of, of none effect. Come on. For if the inheritance be of the law, it is no more of promise. But God gave it to Abraham, Abraham by promise. Come on. Wherefore, then serveth the law. Or why, why even, even... Serve law. It was added because of the transgressions that the seed should come to whom the promise was made. 
and it was ordained by angels in the hand of a mediator. Now, a mediator is not a mediator of one, but God is one. Is the law then against the promises of God? God forbid. For if there had been a law given which could have given life, verily righteousness should have been by the law. But the scripture have concluded all under sin that the promise might, by faith of Jesus Christ might be given to them that believe. Jews, Gentiles, everybody. Verse 23. But before faith came, we were kept under the law. He's speaking of the Jews now. Shut up until the faith which should afterwards be revealed. Wherefore, the law was our schoolmaster to bring us unto Christ that we might be justified by faith. But after that faith has come, we are no longer under a schoolmaster. For you are all the children of God, come on, by faith in Jesus Christ. For as many as you, of you rather, as have been baptized into Christ, have put on Christ. There is neither Jew nor Greek. There is neither bond, slave, nor free. There is neither male nor female, for you are all one in Christ Jesus. He put everybody on an equal plane. Didn't he? Yeah. All right, look at it, verse 29. And if you be Christ's, then are you Abraham's seed? Watch this here. Heirs according to the promise. So every promise that God promised Abraham, I'm an heir to that promise. Amen. Now, I can walk around and act like I don't know it, saying hallelujah and shout and dance you know, come to church and do church. Amen. Go back home and live in poverty. Live in lack, live in want. Live from paycheck to paycheck. Right? Yeah. I can if I want to, can't. Yeah. Ain't nobody being in my mind. <laughs> and that's exactly the attitude that people take. Yeah. <laughs> I get tired of hearing all these faith preachers, all this faith stuff, all this stuff, all this stuff. You know, baby, Brother, let me say something to you. Don't get tired of it. No law. Faith come back here. Just hear it and hear it and hear it and more. Go to sleep here. Amen. You know, go to sleep. Turn over your bed. Hear it. Hear it. Hear it. Amen. Let it bother you until it run that devil out of you. See? So it don't bother you no more. Amen. Amen. <laughs> Begin to really embrace what you're hearing. Love the word. Love it. You say, Bishop, you talk all that stuff like that so easy. Mm -mm. Mm -mm. Let, me show, let me show you something. On purpose, I, on purpose, I want to go here. Look at, look at uh, I'm skipping something. Go to Romans chapter 8. Let me show you something. Romans chapter 8. Verse 31, 32. In fact, in fact, if you will, brother, go down to verse 26 and then we'll work our way backwards. We'll work our way back, brother. Uh, verse 26. Here we go. Listen to this here. Likewise, the Spirit also helpeth our infirmities. Watch this here. 
If you're not a born-again person, you can't rejoice because of that verse right there. But because you're a born-again person, you can rejoice because of that verse right there. It said the Spirit of God helpeth when? In our infirmities. He helps. He's there to assist us, to help us, to aid us. Everything that would be considered a fallen category, amen, of an infirmity helps in our infirmities. Likewise, the Spirit also helps our infirmities, for we know not what we should pray for as we ought. I heard a beautiful teaching on that last Sunday. But the Spirit himself, that should be himself instead of itself, maketh intercession for us with groaning which cannot be uttered. Come on. And he that searcheth the hearts knoweth what is the mind of the Spirit, because he maketh intercession for the saints according to the will of God. Come on. And we know that all things work together for good to them that love God. Do you hear me? All things work together for the good. Amen. Sintel, that has been in my spirit this year in particular. Amen. So big until I can, I can see what that really looks like for real. Amen that it actually works together for my good. It is to the one that believes it, receive it as being real, they will begin to actually see life just like that. They'll be watching when things are happening, the good that comes out of it. Too many people look for the worst things to happen. You know, they look for a bad conclusion. I don't know. The first thing people think of is what happened when, when evil stuff happened to us. No, why think it be that way? <laughs> no, 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 no. That's not the way you're supposed to be thinking. You think all things were together for my good. But pastor, isn't that being a little arrogant, arrogant when you live in this world? Let me tell you about that too. You're in it. You're not of it. So you are to say all things work together for my good. Come on. All things work together for my good. Are you being, are you being drilled here? Or are you really accepting this? Say, all things work together for my good. Now, do you believe it? Yes. Tell the person sitting next to you, all things work together for my good. Tell them. All things, all things work together for my good. Tell them. Tell somebody else. Say, all things work together for my good. Tell them. Yeah, it does. Yeah. For my good. For my good. I don't know what the intentions were. You know, why coming to me? That when they get here, it worked for my good. <laughs> I mean, it might have been evil intention. <laughs> You're saying. You're saying. But I have the mindset, amen, that it's going to work together for my good. 
You know, I've been talking to you about the power of words, and I don't think people believe that. Amen. Amen. You got to learn how to speak to something and believe that it must obey you. Come on now. You, 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 you just don't fake a Christianity. You live the Christianity. You don't fake it. You know, it's coming to you. You say, but it worked together for my good. And even if you don't get a chance to verbalize it, amen, you have the mindset, amen, that it's going to come out for my good anyway. Amen. There's something very powerful about living a life of faith. Watch this. The Lord Jesus said as he was about to leave his disciples, according to the 16th chapter of the book of Mark, he said, these signs are going to fall to you because you believe. Now watch what he said to them. Can you put yourself in their place? You're standing there too. And he said that these things are going to happen for you because you're a believer. He said, in my name, he said, you're going to cast out devils. And you stand saying, whoa. Well, these guys by that time had cast devils out. And they had seen plenty of them cast out by Jesus. We need to see more of that. He said, you're going to speak with new tongues. We're going to speak with new tongues. We're going to speak with new tongues. <laughs> he said that you're going to take up serpents. And they're not going to harm you. Oh, my God. Somebody sound very spiritual. Say it. Sound very, very spiritual. So I can receive all this, Pastor. All this. Pastor, you talking about a real snake? <laughs> well, well, let me say this to you, because I've gone back and forth with that over the years. I've never tried to get people to pick up snakes. You'd be absolutely out, absolutely out your mind <laughs> to pick one up, okay? <laughs> Especially if he's poisonous, okay? All right. A non-poisonous snake, amen, cannot hurt you, can it? I'm, I'm thinking that when Jesus said that, he was talking about one that can kill you. Kill you. <laughs> he told them, he said, it shall not hurt you. I don't know what they thought when he told them that. I don't know what reference they might have had when he told them that. But he meant what he said when he told them that. Didn't he? He said, if you drink it a deadly poison, this thing, it's not going to harm you. Amen. I don't know what they were thinking when he said that, but he meant what he was saying. Watch this here. He said a lot of things to them. The Bible said 40 days after he had been resurrected, amen, he continued to teach them concerning the kingdom of God. Watch this here. But he told them that you're going to receive power after that the Holy Ghost has come upon you. Watch this here. When they received the Holy Ghost, all that he had taught them, no doubt became very realistic to them. Are you with me? Glory be to God. Where they probably had no fear of serpents. I doubt it. I doubt it. I'm just saying. We, we see Paul being bit by a very poisonous viper. According to the scripture, he's supposed to have died instantly. He shook the thing off, didn't he? Didn't he? 
He was not there to hear Jesus tell the, the other disciples that. It's something that he understood having Christ in him. See, having Christ in us is not a realistic thing to most Christians. Well, how can you say Christ is in me and they worry about a bill? No. No, I know there are people who are arguing with me, but you won't do it with your Bible in your hand. You see? No, no, you won't. Uh-uh, because I'll make you sit down. Amen. With your Bible in your hand. Because the truth is, amen, uh, Christ in me, I, I don't see myself worrying about anything. I see worrying trying to come to me. Are you with me? Amen. As if it's some type of natural recourse or whatever. Amen. I don't have to accept that just because it's trying to come to me because pressure is trying to come to me. I don't have to accept that because it's trying to come to me. Are you with me? Praise God. As sickness and diseases are trying to take hold of my body. I don't have to agree with that, even though it is trying to take hold of my body. I don't have to agree with that. What I should be saying is by his stripes, I am healed. Yeah. Yeah. And by the way, these 30 something years I live just like I'm preaching. It's hard for me to confess that I'm sick. I mean, I mean, you know, be just really messed up. But for me to say I'm sick, boy, oh, that's a hard thing for me to say. Somebody said, well, did you go and live a lie? No, you're the one that's living the lie. I'm not living there. Because if Jesus said you wouldn't dare call him a lie, he said, I'm healed. I believe what he said, so I'm healed. So most of the time, in fact, almost all the time, I say, I'm healed. Now, I got people that love me, and they'll say, no, you're not. <laughs> and I say, yes, I am. They don't mean no harm. They're just trying to get me to say I'm sick. She said, right. <laughs> and I said, no, I'm not. And sometimes you get mad and say, you need to go somewhere and sit your behind down. <laughs> it don't work. It, don't <laughs> it never works. Because I never go to sit down. Amen. No, my whole thing is that I'm healed. And I don't let it go, amen, until it manifests. Amen, until my body agrees with my mouth. I'm healed, glory be to God. Yeah. Glory. I'm healed. Mm. Go verse 29. For whom he did foreknow, he also did predestinate to become conformed to the image of his son. Come on. To do what? To be conformed to the image of his son. Come on. That he might be the firstborn among men and brethren. Jesus shown of his. Moreover, whom he did predestinate, them he also called. And whom he called, them he also justified. And whom he justified, them he also glorified. Oh, yeah. What shall we then say to these things? If God be for us, who going to try? Who going to be against us? Come on, watch this here. He that spared not his own son, but delivered him up for us all. 
how shall he not with him also freely give us all things? Think about it. If Paul would say, I have many things to say unto you, brethren, <laughs> right, right now, you can't receive them. <laughs> Paul said, You can't receive them. But, but look, 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 if I can take this, if I can just take this opportunity to tell you. I know if you read that, we read earlier, 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 21 through 23, that all things are given to us, all things are ours. Hmm? Would you believe that Paul said in him, every promise is yes and amen? You believe that? Then I want you to take these next few minutes. Go back to verse 32. Watch this here. God gave us the best he had in heaven. Did you hear me? There was nothing in heaven. Even though there are 12 gates made of pearls, you can't even fathom that in your mind. You can't you don't even know what that looked like. It, give you, it tells you how tall those gates are and how wide they are. And they're made of a single pearl. Twelve of them. You know what it says? I grew up with our parents and grandparents saying the streets pay the gold. The Bible didn't say that. The Bible said they are gold. Listen to me. There was nothing in heaven the value of the worth of that son right there. Nothing. God gave you the greatest Here's my point. You got to go there with me now. We have no way of measuring the worth and value of Jesus Christ. But God was, the Bible tells us, amen, that he's actually immeasurable. You can't, you can't measure him. You cannot, you cannot measure him. You have no idea what the riches and the wealth of Christ is. You don't know. You don't know yet. We don't know until we get there. Watch this here. He that spared that very valuable son, that costless son, that son where it cannot be estimated by any earthly thing, its value, his value. He did not spare the most valuable The Bible says he actually allowed him to be delivered. That means crucified. Yeah. Delivered up for us all. Watch what it says. How shall he, God, how shall he not with him, with the one that he allowed to be crucified? Also, freely, freely, <laughs> give us 
all things. Now, here's what it comes down to. The reason being, because we're believers, it was promised to Abraham that he would be heir of the world. Heir of the world. That's why all things belong to us. The seed of Abraham. Because in essence, Jesus was actually the seed. We are in him. We're in his body. He's in us. We're one. A hand stuck in a glove. All the glove does the same thing the hand does. It's all one. We're one in Christ. Are you listening to me? All things belong to you. All things are yours. So somebody said, well, pastor, how do we finally just receive some of their stuff? <laughs> it's not stuff you need to be trying to receive. You need to be trying to grasp what I'm saying to you. Because the substance is in what I'm trying to say to you. Because with the word of God believed in the heart, all things then become possible to the one actually who had received that truth. They're never without anything. How could they be? When they can manifest it with their words and with their mouth. They speak things into existence. And Lord, I want to do so much more teaching on that, on that right now. I do. I'm not finished with that. Because there's just too much, too many things said in the Bible about the power of our words. And Jesus said, whatsoever. Whatsoever you ask, you shall receive. Jesus, did you say that? He said, I said that. And if, you, and if you say to that mountain, be thou removed and be thou cast into the sea, and shall not doubt, it shall obey you. Wow. Wow. And whatsoever you say, shall come to pass when you believe. That's what he said. Whatsoever you say shall come to pass when you believe it. You said, but suppose I don't believe it like that. Faith come by hearing. So you say it until you believe it. You say it. That car is mine. It is mine. It is mine. That car right there is mine. I can tell you, amen, the make of the car. I can tell you the year, the model, everything. That's the car. Amen. That's the car right there. Amen. I have that car in Jesus' name. I've talked to God about it. I told God I wanted the car. Amen. Amen. Glory be to God. Amen. I speak into existence. Amen. That car is mine in the name of Jesus Christ. I will have that car. I will have that car. Ha, ha, ha. I will have that car. Yes, I will. Glory be to God. And I call you and say, hey, what's up? All right. Glory be to God. Hey, I just want to tell you about my new car. You got it already? Yes. Oh, I got to come over and see it. Well, come on. <laughs> and he come over and say, where is that? Right here. 
Right there. See it? There it is, my car. My new car. Glory be to God. My new car. See it? My new building. Right there. Yeah, Lord. Good. Look at your granny. Amen. Well, that's what you're supposed to do. That's what you ladies do when y'all get pregnant. Say, and everybody, yeah. Amen. I'm pregnant. <laughs> Amen. With many things I believe God for. Amen. And you will see my beautiful babies being born. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. Amen. Anybody got some babies right there? Anybody got some babies right there? Glory be to God. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. That if thou shalt confess with thy mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in thine heart that God raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness. <laughs> with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. God gave you a heart, your spirit, and your mouth, your words. To bring into existence whatever you have need of. Thank you for tuning in. We know that for those who receive, your lives have been radically transformed by the power of the Word of God. Today is the day of your salvation. Are you ready to grow in your walk with the Lord? We are located at 3701 Atlanta Highway, Suite 16 in Athens, Georgia. We know that faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. So to hear today's message again, visit our website at trueagapechristianchurch.org. Thank you and God bless you.